Wax dripping honey, what do you say? I got a brand new podcast that you'll want to play. It's Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette. Joined as always, you know him, you love him, the best goddamn podcaster in the world. It's Jeff Saunders from Feeding the Monster, Truly Bizarre World, aka Hillbilly Scribs, aka Winnie the Pooh, aka Cobra Commander. Jeff, how the hell are you doing tonight, my friend? Well, howdy, folks. It's your good friend, Hillbilly Scripps, here with you for another episode of The Backtracks here on the Backtracks podcast channel, I think. And uh, we're going to be doing another one of these here Aerosmith uh, shows. And uh, we're going to roll some some uh, some some dice and play things and, and maybe not the Dungeons and Dragons kind, I don't think, but the other kind. And we're going to pick a song to listen to, and it's going to be glorious. How was that? I, I didn't like it. Well, I didn't like it at all. Like, Corey, we're supposed to be broadcast partners. Why are you throwing a Jeff? I didn't even know you were here. Like, I, I was so excited that Jeff was back. I forgot you were on the call. How's it going, John? Oh, it, it, it's, it's terrific. Thanks. I've, I've been waiting, waiting here for a week for you to, to, you know, throw it to me and prepared with, I had this whole thing written out on my phone. I, I was using my notes app. And, and and I wrote it all out, and I was finally prepared for once. And here we are. And I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my big moment. And you throw the Jeff. You, you waited all week. All week. Wow. And you know how to use the notes app on your phone? Both of those things are surprising to me. I mean, I I, I get help from my kids. I guess yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That I can believe. Yeah. Uh, well, I apologize. I completely forgot you were here. Um, I was so excited about Jeff and he did the Hillbilly Scribs uh, impression for me, or not impression, but he did the voice for me. I was very, very happy. So uh, not even John can ruin my good mood here tonight. I was, I, I was busy listening to pop rock and radio. So I screw both of you guys. Then you win because pop rock and radio is awesome. Ken Knapsocks, pop rock and radio, the big yes. hit album cuts and B sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance and celebrate the music. With the pop rock and radio community, and gosh darn it, Jeff, in honor of you, my friend, I'm going to request a little Hank Jr. Uh, next time Ken does a pop rock and radio show. Oh, oh, I, I would go with that. Uh, also, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named Ray Stevens. Oh, yeah, the streak, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's my kind of country music. Gotcha. <laughs> what do you say, John? Uh, let's talk a little Aerosmith. That's kind of why we're here, isn't it? Yeah. Look. Jeff has hijacked our die once again. Yep. So we're going to put another one of these quote unquote big hits probably on the, on, on the mixtape. Although there's at least one song on there that Jeff might need to arm wrestle both of us to get onto the mixtape. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. John, you want to tell the folks what Jeff put on the die for this week? Sure. Jeff has loaded the dice with some big ones as you would say them. Um, and what we have here is pink, loving an elevator, crying. I don't want to miss a thing. Living on the edge and ragdoll. That's right. The that, song that we did not want to name is currently on the die. I will say <laughs> that there are five very strong contenders on the die. Yes. And there's another song as well. And I'm sure that the one that is telling us 
it doesn't want to be missed won't be missed <laughs> jeff uh, those are your six songs what are you kind of hoping we roll here tonight well uh I, I i'd actually be happy with any of these uh like like i told you guys last week i kind of got introduced to a lot of aerosmith uh, in the early 90s and uh really the the album that the first one that i bought was big ones so a lot of their big hits is what i was introduced to first uh and then and that's what i put on the die and i don't want to miss a thing because <laughs> i just want to i just think it'll be <laughs> steven's pretty excited yeah i just think it'll be hilarious if we have to listen to it <laughs> oh it's their only song to hit number one it's a song <laughs> they didn't write in a movie that that shouldn't exist uh, <laughs> I'm secretly kind of hoping we spit it too, because we're going to have to cover it eventually. And I want to make sure we have somebody else on the call when we do. Um, John, what are you kind of hoping for tonight? Uh, I, I feel like Jeff is living on edge by what he puts on the dice right now. And like, I really wouldn't mind hearing some living on the edge tonight. That'd be a good one. Uh, me personally, uh, Pink's still my favorite crayon. So uh, if we had that too, I'd be pretty happy. What do you say, boys? Let's give the die a shake and let's see what we're coming up with here tonight. And we're going to roll Ragdoll. So we're going back to permanent vacation. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, this came out uh, back uh, in the 80s. So before you kind of got into Aerosmith, but you, you caught Ragdoll on big ones. Is that correct? I, I believe so. I, I might have heard it before then, but um, that's, that's where it got a lot of play on my, my CD player in my little car. Awesome. John, do you have any recollections about this one? Yeah, this is one of the first Aerosmith videos I, I ever saw on MTV. Um, this and Dude Like a Lady and Dude Looks Like a Lady and uh, Angel were playing in heavy, heavy rotation along with Walk, Walk This Way when I first uh, saw MTV. And, and uh, this is probably one of my favorite songs of a permanent vacation, which is saying something because it's a phenomenal album. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to have to figure out what's coming off. Um, and eventually we're going to have to figure out how we don't have it so heavily loaded with so songs from a couple of albums right now. <laughs> but uh, that's not a problem for another day. Uh, well, this track, of course, from 1987's Permanent Vacation, it was released as a single May 3rd, 1988, written by Stephen Tyler, Joe Perry, Jim Valance of Brian Adams fame, and Holly Knight. Originally, uh, the song was called Ragtime. But Aerosmith manager John Callender didn't like that name. So uh, he called up Holly Knight and, and asked to help change the lyric. And she suggested Ragdoll. So that's how Ragdoll came into being. Um, of course, this is one of the uh, singles uh, off of uh, Permanent Vacation. It reached number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100, which uh, last week's song, Crazy, also did. Uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of uh, ironic that both these songs hit 17. Uh, what do you say? Let's listen to a little ragdoll from Permanent Vacation. I'm stopping the song right away because Corey always points it out, but we have Joey Kramer at the forefront um, setting the tone for what the song's about to be. And we don't get a lot of songs that start off with Joey Kramer, but he, here he is. It, it starts with him just kicking away. Um, Guys, how 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 you feeling going in as we start warming up with the guitar? Well, I always love a little Joey Kramer, and I, I just remember back to the video when he had the big 
uh, bass drums on either side. And he had the big paddle and he was going back and forth with that one, two uh, lead beat. I think it might've been raining too. I don't remember a lot from that video, but that's what I recollect from it. But uh, you know, the song sound, you know, the guitars sound great. Uh, I love me some Joey Kramer. I love it when he kicks off a track. So I'm all in so far. How about you, Jeff? I, I'm digging it. I mean, this was before I, I was able to watch the MTV. So I, I, I don't have any visuals for it, but, uh, but yeah, the, the start of this song is definitely getting me in the mood for more and, and, and it's hitting hard right from the get go. All right. I, I love the slide guitar. Whenever Joe Perry plays slide guitar, I, I love it. Not the biggest fan of that chorus, though. Just, just the way Ragdoll living in a movie. I, I just melodically, I was never a huge fan of the chorus of Ragdoll. I know that's kind of a, a hot take, a controversial one, because y'all love this song, but um, I love how the band sounds. That chorus doesn't do it for me. I don't know that I disagree with you, Corey. Like, yeah. I don't know how hot of a take I'm going to let that be on this show. Um, it's a song that I thoroughly enjoy and I propped up pretty quickly um, as it came up. Um, I love the way it comes in, but I do feel like it's not a perfect song. And one of the holes is how flat that sounds. I, I'm, I'm no, uh, no expert on the music and, uh, or, the, or the, the pieces that make up the music. Uh, so I, I can't really go too deep into this, but, um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of digging it so far. I mean, it, it's a song that I've listened to, uh, several times. Uh, I've never really done a deep dive on it before. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it at all. All right. Let's keep it rocking. I, I see what y'all are talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's almost like uh, just talking. <laughs> yeah, not, not really uh, telling much of a story. Really. Yeah, yeah. He's singing, but he's. It's. It's not like the Steven Tyler singing that we hear in some of the other Steven Tyler singings. Well, we can compare it to the song we listened to last week with a. Uh, you know, you know, crazy and how mm -hmm. Stephen was was all over the scales. Mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy pitches and things and holding notes and yeah i'm right? I, i'm tone deaf and can't carry a tune and i could probably sing this on karaoke night yeah and it's not the, it's not the, it's, look we're not bashing the song like mm -hmm. we love this song mm -hmm. but if we don't point out its glaring weaknesses then we can't point out its strengths and the strengths of uh, like why other songs are stronger yeah well said yep Shine. Oh, dear, Lizzie, do it till you dizzy. Give it all you got until you 
I do like the line, old tin Lizzie, do it till you're dizzy, however. Uh, so the performance may be a little flat. The lyrics are a little flat. I do like that line. What I, what I like about the song, what I loved about the song when I first heard it, is it, is it felt very bluesy to me. But what I didn't get is when the older kids were telling me that older, bluesier Aerosmith was cooler Aerosmith, um, I, I, I didn't know what we were in for. And, or what I was in for, and I get it now, right? Like, I, I, I wish I could go and try time travel back and say to those kids they were right and go tell cocky, arrogant young me how wrong I was. Um, Jeff, Jeff, you have any thoughts on this? Oh, man, I wish you could just go back and tell cocky young me, like, what he was missing on, on uh, MTV and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I like it there at the end of, of what, what he was just singing. Uh, it, it changes a little bit. Like it, it looks, it look, it's like he's starting to put a little sauce on it. Um, and, and I'm, I'm interested to see like how that goes into the chorus. All right, let's check that out. So Corey and I have the benefit of listening to this song in a different context, I think, mm -hmm. um, because we've been listening to so much, especially older Aerosmith lately. Mm -hmm. it, it's surprising to me knowing when this hits in Aerosmith's career that they're trying to build this big comeback and everything. Something with Ragdoll, as much as I've loved it, and I think it's one of, one of their best songs, and that's, even if you're putting it in the top 50, it's of their best songs, right? Um, but something's never felt like it breaks that ceiling for me. And, and I, it almost feels like Aerosmith paint by numbers on a blues tune. I can see um, that. Do, do the horns elevate anything for you? This is a very horns heavy album, actually, Permanent Vacation. And here on that second chorus, the horns really come in. Do you find them distracting or do they kind of fit? I don't know. You, you're, you're, always, you're, you're always getting a little horny on me, whether it's the <laughs> The, ho the horns are, or, or a few weeks ago we were talking about the saxophone. It's like you get caught up on these instruments that aren't played by one of the members of the band. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine if it's adding a flair. My problem becomes sometimes it sounds, especially on a song like this, it sounds more like a crutch, like the band, not the band, but, but yeah, the band as a whole isn't pulling its own weight. So we're going to throw some flair in there to, 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 to spice it up a little bit. See, and on this song, to me, it's the band that's kind of saving it. Like, it's not the lyrics. It's not the vocals. It, it's everything Joe Perry's doing uh, on that slide guitar. I was, I was trying to be kind and, and say, mm -hmm. well, the singer's technically part of the band too, Corey. I understand. Your thoughts, Jeff, uh, this civil <laughs> well, war that John and I are having. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which side I land on, on it, uh, but, I, but I, one thing that, that I will, can throw in here is uh, 
you know, I, I think this sounds great, but I, I have heard a lot better. Um, and, and that, that kind of, I think that kind of echoes what, what Johnny was saying there. Um, I wish there was a little more sauce sauce on this like and and maybe it's unfair because like the aerosmith i really have on my mind right now is what we listened to last week right and it it had so much more going on um if if we had listened to this song last week i i would probably be a lot more uh big on it right now if that makes sense i gotcha and it brought up something i wanted to ask you guys to speculate a little bit uh, this song was a top 20 hit for Aerosmith, but it was mm -hmm. coming off the heels of Angel, uh, which was, of course, the big ballad off of Permanent Vacation, and that hit number three uh, mm -hmm. on the Billboard Hot 100. So is this song hitting top 20? Maybe uh, if this was released before Angel, would it have been, uh, been as popular is my question to you two. Yeah, I think so. I, like, I think there's enough going on in this song and people, I, I feel, I felt like, especially coming off, like, Angel was coming off of Walk This Way, which is what stirred the interest back up in Aerosmith. Well, actually, it's coming off Dude Looks Like a Lady was the first single. But, but, but it's, all, it's all spun off of the hype of Walk This Way, right? So, so if you, you're going to go, Angel's easily, of, of these three songs off of this album, the, big, the biggest hit. But but do I think Angel might have helped it slightly on the charts? I still think it charts really well because of the momentum Aerosmith was building at this point. Yeah, and I think it charts well. I don't know if it's top 20 well, just based on the song. Like, Dude Looks Like a Lady hit 14. Right, right. But, Angel hit three. But, 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 but I, I still think it makes a top 30, dude. Like, but, uh, compare this to Dude Looks Like a Lady. Dude, uh, to me, Dude Looks Like a Lady is a far superior song to, than Ragdoll. I'm not going to argue that with you. Like, uh, There's no planet where even I, I pride myself on my arguing, right? I had Joe and, versus Volcano flashbacks with, <laughs> I'm not arguing that with you. Yeah. But 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 I I, I, I I don't see the point in that argument because I don't agree with it, right? right. Um, it, it's it's a fine song. Like I'm not trying to, I feel really bad because it's like, I know Jeff put the song on here and Jeff's our guest, but it's also not one of their best songs. I don't want to say not one of their better songs, but it's not one of their best songs. Yeah, to me, this is a top 40 song, not so much a top 20 song. Which isn't bad. Like we could all. No, that's not bad at all. No, not at we, all. We, we would all kill for a top 50 song. Of course, I, I <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 chaotic neutral tonight, guys. I, uh, I uh, so I'm but, fire John's ice and your lukewarm water. My, my, my favorite part is we invite Jeff to come on a podcast, and Je Jeff is nodding along to the conversation mm -hmm. as if the listeners hear the rocks rattling around in his head. <laughs> well, I'm I'm still you know I'm used to when when we get together I'm I'm uh, maybe I'm living like two years in the past, but I'm used to you know the the live streams we used to do with the uh, the the video with the yeah. people seeing you this is a uh, podcast I, jeff nobody can see us i i will start instead of nodding i will just say yes 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 or no 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 <laughs> yeah and, and feel free like if you have feelings you you don't have to agree with us this uh -huh. isn't this isn't one of these debate shows where we're gonna vehemently come after you for your opinion 
your opinion matters. It has value. And right now, Corey and I are having an opinion that is throwing shade at the song. There are probably some listeners out there that don't want us throwing shade at the song, dude. I don't even think we're throwing that much shade. We're talking about it's a good song. Is it? I was just asking, is it riding the wave of Angel a little bit, charting so high? Because I I wouldn't expect a top 20 placing for this song. I would put it top 40, like I said. It's still a great song. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I were to do the top 50, they'd all be Jimmy Buffett songs. Um, but for for this, uh, I, I like it. I mean, there's a reason I put it on the die. It's a song that I've liked that I've listened to several times. Um, is it is it the best of the Aerosmith songs? No, but but it's it's a really, really good one. And um, yeah, I like it. I, I don't know depending on when we get to it or not i don't know if if i'll uh gosh it's going to be hard when it comes time to to say if it needs to go on the on the the list or not you know and 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 i just want to remind you guys charting back then was heavily reliant on the amount of airplay a song got on on mtv right right and and in this video while not the best video in the world because it's pretty much just the band playing in a concert um got tons of airplay on MTV, especially in prime slots. So that was driving more people to go and buy the album. And, 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 you know, that's as much as Angel drove sales, this whole idea of MTV is what made everything move back then. See, and that's interesting because I didn't have MTV. I had much music. And this video wasn't played as much as Do the Psycholady or Angel. So that's uh, interesting. Maybe you had more exposure to Ragdoll than I did uh, way back in the day. It, it didn't play on country music television. I can tell you that. It didn't play in Footloose Town. <laughs> no, it didn't I, play in Footloose Town. I live in New York. I get exposed to all things, all sorts of things, like uh, every sort of venereal disease you can think of. But let's get back to Aerosmith, Ragdoll, and one of my favorite parts of the song coming up, and that's the killer, killer guitar solo. That's easily my favorite part of the song. I love that song. Yeah, the, the, the band Joe and Joe Perry are doing a lot of the heavy lifting to get this as far up on the charts as they can. Um, ly- lyrically and, and vocally, not one of the stronger tracks in the repertoire, but that's not to take away from what the band's doing, especially right here. Um, lots of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I, I well, and I, I would even say like uh, lyrically, like there was some more sauce on it there right before the the guitars kicked in, and uh, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping we'll 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 hold on to some of that sauce uh, to the end. I don't know because I haven't listened to it in a little bit, but that's what I'm hoping uh, that it'll it'll end pretty solid for us. 
Well, we got some slow gin fizzy coming up, so that's got to be good, right? So, Corey, you've been giving the horns a lot, a lot, a lot of this shit lately. Have I been giving uh, shit? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, like you, you gave the saxophone shit a couple of weeks ago. Um, you, you constantly want to bring up to the audience that horns are going on. And I will you don't say... don't get a lot of horns in rock music is my point, John. But, but the horns on the outro of the song coming up are going to be some of the best rock horns you get in the universe. Are they? They're playing two notes. Ba-ba... Bah, bah. How is that the best rock horns in the universe? Because they are rocking out. <laughs> truth, truth. Congratulations, my friend. You just found the weakest argument. <laughs> because they are rocking out. Those two notes rock fucking hard. You got it, Jeff. Wait, right. the, 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 remote, the remote ones rocked out playing three chords. Who the fuck are you kidding? That is remote. rock and roll. They're not the Tower of Power horn section from Ragdoll. They're the Ramones. Yeah, I'm comparing gotta, apples to hand grenades. You can't do it. I I, I just got to say, you know, there there are two. Well, the way that's printed on here on our lyric sheet, it's two words. I usually put it as one word, but there's one word in this that I think saves the whole thing lyrically, and that's moonshine. There you go. I was going to ask you about that. Like uh, I, I I picked up on it. Yeah, uh, moonshine's a big thing. Are you still in some right now? Do, do you have a I, I don't I don't have any complex? now. No, I don't have any, but I probably have some family in Arkansas that has some. <laughs> Two notes every fucking time, John, for your rocking horns. I feel like you're downplaying the importance of the triangle in the orchestra. And <laughs> I may be, yes. And these horns are the triangle to the ragdoll song. I thought there's maybe a triangle I was missing in there. That would have been a little better than the fucking two note horn section, but that's just me. All right, Ragdoll from 1987's Permanent mm -hmm. Vacation. Guys, is this going on the mixtape? And if so, what the heck are we taking off? I, I have no idea, man. That, this is going to be a tough decision. I will say that, that like the end of this song uh, really did kind of pick up for me. Like, uh, like it sounded like uh, uh, the uh, it sounded like Stephen was having a lot of fun there at the end. 
and uh, and all the the horns and and stuff that you guys have been talking about, really all all kind of sounded like everybody was having a good time. Yeah, maybe that's because of the moonshine. I don't know, but it did sound like they were having a good time. Um, man, I I want to I want to add this to the list, but I don't know what to take off of it. Corey, what would you want to take off if we were to consider the song? The only song that's jumping out to me that I would replace with Ragdoll is maybe Bone to Bone. But I know that's a favorite of yours. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have me, I mean, Jeff, just so you know, the full uh -huh. title of Bone to Bone is Coney Island Whitefish Boy, which is um, slang for a used condom. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Coney Island, very, very famous um, New York landmark. So yeah. for many reasons, um, this one's close to home for me. So if you were to entice me with reasons why a used condom song should be replaced with a ragdoll, um, do you have any 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 solid argument that could sway my judgment here? Um, I I mean, uh, without listening to the the used condom song, uh, I would I would just have to say the little doobity doobity bops uh, that uh, Stephen said at the end there. Uh, and then I've already like uh, mentioned, you know, that I, I'm a connoisseur of moonshine, so I enjoyed that as well. Uh, but I mean, I would have to listen to your your what is it called, bone to bone, uh, first to to really make a call on that. Well, I think there's only one real fair way to do this, mm -hmm. since there's three of us, right? Jeff, okay, I'm guessing you're you're voting to replace my song. My, my bone to bone song because you haven't heard it so the song you've heard right probably deserves to be on there more than the song you haven't heard yeah yeah that that's logical and i'm going to stick to my guns mm -hmm. on the song from my neighborhood that i feel like i need to represent fair enough so nominate another one but 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 i don't have to nominate another one only if you, Corey, decide to agree with Jeff. If, if you decide to agree with me, you're going to make me do some extra work. If you decide to go with Jeff, I get outvoted to the one. Okay, well, I want to ask you then, John, would you replace one of the other tracks from Permanent Vacation on the mixtape with Ragdoll, those being Permanent Vacation or Girl Keeps Coming Apart? Would you replace one of those with Ragdoll? Because I could maybe be swayed. Even though I think I like those two songs better than Ragdoll, to be honest with you. I know that's kind of a hot take, but. I wouldn't replace Permanent Vacation. Right. Um, the question is, would I replace Girl Keeps Coming Apart? Which has better horns than Ragdoll. It has better horns, but I don't know if it has a better guitar. That's pretty good guitar. It has, a pretty has better good lyrics. Guitar. It has better lyrics. It is an uh, all. Come on, man. <laughs> God. No, I wouldn't replace either one of those songs. Well, then, if Ragdoll's going on, it's replacing uh, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy. What are your thoughts on that? I'm not happy. I'll tell you that much. I am. Well, not the other happy option is Ragdoll doesn't go on, which I could live with yeah. too. Well, I mean, I'm okay with that being an option. 
I'd rather not take my song off. Jeff hates me and wants to take my song off. <laughs> no. Totally hates you. That's what I got from that. Yeah. I just haven't listened to your theme song yet. And, and, and my 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 question, oh, that's not even my theme song. Uh, we haven't even got to that one yet. Um, that's I don't want to miss a thing. So 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 the the real question I hate you, Corey. Um, the the, the real John. Corey, are we? I don't you? like you, but I love you. D- D- damn you! Because that second half of it saves it for you. <laughs> um, Corey, are we? Uh, are we keeping Ragdoll? Or are we keeping Coney Island Whitefish Boy? Which one? Which which one stays? I guess it's kind of up to me, right? You're picking bone to bone, and Jeff's picking to get rid of it because he's mean. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sweet. I'm sweet. I'm not mean. You know what? I I gotta do 300 of these shows with John, and and I love John. And really, both of those songs are kind of comparable to me. I enjoy them mm-hmm. both, but they're both not my favorite. So I'm gonna say we don't put Ragdoll on the mixtape, and we leave Bone to Bone. Coney Island Whitefish Boy for my good friend and partner, Don Mariano. Does that make you happy, friend? I, I'm so happy because I beat Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and, and you know, this is the thing, like uh, y'all have done an, enough of these episodes now that that it's really going to be hard sometimes, right? Because yeah. there's such an abundance of riches with these uh, these songs. I so. generally like every single song on there right now. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to take a lot to get one off. So, 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 so Jeff, can we, can we keep you for one more episode? Do you think you think you'll come back one more week? I, I think I think uh, I, I might be able to to be persuaded to do so. so All right, so oh, wait, I, I want I want to change it up, Corey. Okay, I want to change it up because I beat Jeff. Uh-huh. Okay, I beat Jeff, and Jeff has loaded this up with hits, hit after hit after hit, and I want to at least throw some variation in there where Jeff might hear a new song. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I also want to make it where. If we hit the song, it might have some significance. And Jeff mentioned my theme song. And I don't know if Jeff realizes this, but you have nicknamed me St. John for this podcast for a reason. Right. And it's because there is one more permanent vacation song that I know I would be okay with replacing Coney Island Whitefish Boy. And it was the B-side to Ragdoll. It was. (laughs) So, John Mariano, you're putting St. John from Permanent Vacation on Jeff's die. That's a fantastic idea. So, we have St. John, we have Pink, we have Living on the Edge, we have uh, Crying, and we have Loving an Elevator, and and now we have St. John as well. So, uh, a great die for next week. I'm so glad Jeff's coming back. Jeff, is there anything you want to plug before we call it a night here? Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. You can definitely... uh... Uh, find me doing probably some hillbilly scribs stuff or some of my other characters voices uh, on the YouTubes and on the podcasts. If you just look up hillbilly scribs or Jeff Saunders, you, you should be able to find me either place. Outstanding. Highly recommend everybody uh, find you online. Uh, John, would you like to plug anything here tonight before we go? Yeah, I use a podcast called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. You can find it. <laughs> Online, I do it with this um, pain in the ass named Corey, and this guy Jeff keeps hijacking the shows. Um, so yeah, just find us on your podcast feeds. Yeah, we're there. Uh, check us out. Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. This is show. Oh, what the fuck did we just do? Show thirty-three. Ragdoll. Show thirty-four coming up next week. 
we're getting another big hit. We may get, I don't want to lick your thing. We'll find out. Um, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at CD Morissette. Uh, you can catch me on my Van Halen show and the podcast will rock www.podcastwillrock.com. I host that with the one and only Mark Kamire, a podcaster, not only is very respected, is very respectful towards his co-host, but just an all-around good guy. So the exact opposite of what you get on this show. But on behalf of uh, St. John Mariano, Hillbilly Scribs, Jeff Saunders, and Corey Morissette, uh, thank you very much for joining us. And as always, let's give the final word to Stephen. So, 